Hello, Pastor Deborah here. Once again, I'm sitting at my door using the natural light. We don't have much today. It's going to be a stormy day. Overcast, raining, but not yet. So I'm doing a global tele-ministry video for you. We have been working through the Hebrew Bible, and we have been in Isaiah 61. We are now at a wonderful verse in the Bible of that section. Isaiah 61, verse 3. We haven't gotten very far. It takes time if you're going to learn how to help people. And in doing ministry with people who have lots and lots of problems, I have to learn how to deal with the soul, which is very difficult to deal with. It is at enmity with God. It doesn't listen to wise counsel. It has its own agenda. And if you've had any kind of abuse, trauma in childhood, then you have some in your thoughts and ideas and concepts in your soul. They are very controlling. They don't listen. And they are very reactionary. They are very wanting to control and they're not very patient. But since I was called to be a helper, a spiritual mother, a spiritual warrior, and a king in the kingdom of heaven to help people, I had to learn to help the spirit. I had to learn to know that this God of the Hebrew Bible didn't really work with the flesh it would, but it would bring consequences to it, allow it to feel pain, because it makes up its own mind what it's going to do. Where the object of this God of the Hebrew Bible, and even Satan himself, I learned was the spirit that was the whole impact, the whole zoomed in focus of both of these people, both God the Most High, the Heavenly Father, and everything he did, every word he spoke, every action he took. Now, he took those actions, those deeds, out of love. may not seem like it, but when in the Old Testament, all he was dealing with were flesh creatures. They had no spirit of righteousness in them. The light of the love of God and its kingdom had gone out because the rebellion and sin of Adam, the Holy Spirit, had left. All that was left was a spirit sunk down in the deep dungeon, captivity, the miry clay of the flesh, blinded, death, dumb, lame, full of demons and spiritual sickness. That is why Isaiah 61 was prophesied to come to those beings who were trapped in the flesh. God had lots of experience with the flesh early on in creation. And he got to the point saying, I ain't going to fight with it anymore. I am not going to strive against it. I am not going to try to do much with it. It's just going to have to die, and it will suffer the consequences on earth. But the flesh will suffer. It is a creature of the flesh, the temporal world. Its thoughts, its ideas, its concepts are all temporary. I won't mess with it anymore. He tried that once. He had to have a great flood, wiped out everybody except hate. And they returned, the flesh returned right back to it. It's sort of like if you arrest somebody, put them in prison, and they choose not to get any help, any therapy. They come out, they return right back to it. Sometimes it's always that way. The flesh will not change. Doesn't want anything from this God. 
doesn't want even this God to be its protector or its king. There's a story in the Old Testament how the earthly kings came about. Very sad is in Samuel. Samuel was a prophet, and he was raised up as a child, and he heard the voice of God. And he was well respected among these Israelites, that he had a connection. Now, he was still did not have the Holy Spirit in him, but God could talk to him outside of that. Or he could come into him just for a nanosecond, talk to him, and lift off. Well, God had freed this group of people called the Hebrews, the wanderers, and named them Israel, my prince. And he wanted them to be the beginning seed again, the royal nation, the bearers of this good news that they had learned about this God. Well, once they got in the promised land, oh, they had to fight. They had Joshua there, a lot of war, and they were basically not prepared excuse me, to be warriors. They were frightened. They were afraid of the people on the land. I see that a lot when the spirit is just a little child. And this bully, this big guy called the soul, the helpmate, threatens it, vexes it, has it punished. I see that all the time in that relationship. So in a lot of therapy and counseling, you're only talking to the soul. It'll change a little bit. It'll make itself feel better. It'll try to get some understanding. But it's a creature of the flesh. It's a creature of its bodily appetites. It's lust of its eyes. It's lust of its flesh and the pride of life. You can see that when a lot of people get under stress. You will see the soul rise up to control, to have dominion and authority over other people. And that's another story which goes back to the Old Testament. Right now, we're just working with Isaiah 61, verse 3. So the story about this early king that God wanted to be in the spiritual lives of even the flesh was in second was in Samuel. God was going to go to help them. He was going to partner with them. He was going to go into battle with them. He was going to give them wisdom and battle plans against the physical enemies that were in the land that he had given them. And how that translates into the spirit is God says, I've given you spirit, man, freedom. But you must now do battle with inside your spirit and inside your soul. And there are creatures and land and territory that you must fight for and you must set free. I'll help you. I'll be with you. I'll be your king. I'll go in front of you. I'll do battle for you. But the Israelites couldn't see him. They could not hear him like Samuel did. They had to trust Samuel to what he was saying. But because these Israelites were still ignorant flesh creatures, they wanted to have all the other nations had, what they had seen in Egypt. They wanted a mighty earthly king called the Pharaoh. They wanted an earthly person from their own choosing to be their earthly king. They wanted to be like other nations, but that was not what God wanted. He wanted them to be different. He wanted them to be under his authority, so he could free all of humanity. But these Israelites were stubborn. They wanted their earthly king, just like all the other nations. So Samuel takes that back to God, and he's grieved, and God is grieved. and said, Samuel, don't worry. I know it feels like they're rejecting you. They are, but they're not really rejecting you. They are rejecting me. And my kingship that I've brought to them, and my guidance and my protection spiritually for their spirit. They don't trust me and know me enough to partner with me to fight earthly battles. You go and tell them you do what they ask, 
and you tell them the manner of the earthly king that they will get. And all that this king will do to their land, their people, sad story. You'll have to read it. It talks about how they will take all the goods and the people and the women and the kids for themselves and for their friends. They'll take your kids to war. They'll rape you and they'll steal from you. You see that throughout history. Coming in, taking all your cattle, conscripting, I think the word's conscripting the children into war, getting women. They were told they were not to have but one wife and not a lot of horses and not be full of rich and jewels, but that's not what King of Israel didn't rule. Sad story. We'll have to talk about that. But that went on for thousands of years. Now we got a big mess. Well, God knew this was going to happen, so he had to prophesy. Remember the prophecy back in the garden to Satan, to Adam, and to woman. A seed was coming. Out of that woman, physically, was going to come a seed. And that seed, that child, was going to crush the head of Satan, who had helped and bewitched and deceived and lied and brought destruction and caused the falling of humanity into the flesh. The prophecy was given. In Isaiah 61, we're hearing more about this, about this seed. But before we got to Isaiah 61, 3, back in another verse, which I'm going to read to you, which is Isaiah 9, 6, and 7, talks a little bit more about this coming seed. God was beginning to develop the character, the image and likeness of this coming seed, that the Spirit of the Lord God was going to be upon. His own word that had been his son, that he was going to make image and likeness of a human, arms and dirt covered with blood. So let's read Isaiah 9, 6 and 7, and you'll learn a little bit more about this coming seed and this who and what the Spirit of the Lord, of God, is going to be upon. Let me get I'll read it if you don't mind. Isaiah 9, 6 and 7. 6. For unto us a child is born. Now this is Isaiah saying that a child, that's the physical dirt part, the earthen body, was going to be born unto us, all of humanity. Unto us, all of humanity. A son is given. Now what the difference is, the son was the Christ, the spirit man on the inside, who was made in the image and likeness of its Father, God the Most High, the original Son that Adam was even patterned after. So we had a child, the seed that was going to come through a woman, was going to be called a child, a dirt body. But it was covering a son, a spiritual being that was made in the image and likeness of God. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. What? What do you mean a government? Not a religion? Not a denomination? Not a faith? Not rituals? Not a church service? Not praise and worship music? Not a church building, but a government. What did Isaiah mean? What did he see? 
What is a government? Remember, God had created the earth. It was to have a government system on it, a kingdom. The kingdom was to be inside the spirit person called Adam, inside his heart. And that kingdom from the home country was to be ruled and reigned through the spirit with the help of the Holy Spirit, the governor, out through the spirit, the unseen, through the soul, the helpmate, who would not interfere with it, and out through the physical dirt body. And then this Adam was the king and the also the kingdom, the government system. And it that was to rule and reign for this king of the kingdom of heaven on earth. Management and leadership, governing. So this son, this spiritual son, that was going to have the spirit of the Lord upon him, was carrying a government on his shoulders. He was carrying the governor with him. He was going to come back, return what was lost, bringing the governor of the government of the kingdom of heaven. It was inside the spirit, in that's holy of holies. It was fully established and ruling the spirit, this son. And it was fully and completely ruling the flesh, the child. And it was going to demonstrate itself how spirit is to rule flesh and how spirit is to be the king and bring a spiritual kingdom from heaven back to the earth to rule and reign. Now, it was to rule and reign not only nature and animals, but its own system of spirit, soul, and physical body. It was to manage and rule the earth as it God himself ruled and managed the kingdom of heaven. And this creature would learn how to do that through the governor, the Holy Spirit. So in Isaiah 6, we're hearing about this son. He's carrying something, bringing something with him. This government shall be on his shoulders. And his name, his nature, his purpose, shall be called Wonderful. His name, is that the son's name? Is that the government's name? Is that the Holy Spirit's name? Is that the Spirit of the Lord's name? All. His name, which means his purpose, his identity, his image, his likeness, will be called wonderful. So what we learn is that this kingdom and the son who's bringing it on his shoulders is a wonderful son and a wonderful kingdom. This son and this kingdom word will be a counselor. He's bringing the government inside the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit's going to be the counselor. He's going to bring with it this wonderful government. Inside of him, this Holy Spirit was the Spirit of the Lord God that was going to be upon this spirit named Christ. And Christ actually means the anointed king. The spirit being inside the dirt child named Jesus. Also, this government, this counselor, this Holy Spirit is going to be called the mighty God. Sure's got a lot of names, doesn't it? Lots of descriptions. Now, while you're learning about this God, 
You're starting to learn about the Holy Spirit that's supposed to be in you, about the government it's bringing, and how you must line your spirit up with it in order to be a king and a ruler. And this government, this counselor, this Holy Spirit is going to bring a name with it, a relationship that humanity had lost. The everlasting Father. This counselor, this Holy Spirit that was carrying the government, that was on the shoulders of this son, was bringing back this Father, this relationship humanity had lost. And it was going to bring back adoption, rebirth, and a new birth back to its creator, its father and mother. And this Holy Spirit, this word, this that was anointed with the Spirit of the Lord, was going to be a prince, a mighty one, the high concept principality, a rulership, a law of peace. That when this counselor, this government, got back into a spirit that this young son was carrying, and it was given to all of humanity, this prince of peace would be set in its throne. And peace would rule again in the spirit. And peace between the Father and his creation. Humanity. God looks at the spirit as his city. And inside his city, there are mountains and temples and chambers. He looks at it when he is not at peace. When the spirit does not have this wonderful counselor, this Holy Spirit, this spiritual government, the kingdom of heaven, back inside his spirit, then this city is not at peace. It is not a new Jerusalem, which means city of peace. It is devastated. It is broken down. The walls have fallen. So God looks at the spirit See, unless in, in your holy of holies, your heart and your mind, my government, my prince of peace, my wonderful counselor, my kingdom, if it is not there and ruling, then we cannot be back in relationship as a father and a child. So I'm sending someone, my son, my own word, my heart, my offspring, Sending it on its shoulders. It's anointed with the spirit of the Lord God himself to bring you this peace, this new relationship to me, back to the beginning, back to the future. It's not a new thing. It's an old thing. And it has a name and a purpose. But this young son called Christ, the anointed word of God, would bring this government, not a church, not a church membership, not a religion, not anything that we think, but faith, that wasn't what was coming. A government was coming in and through the spirit of the Lord, to go inside of the heart and mind of the Spirit, to take up its holy of holies, the throne room, deep inside of the Spirit, and shine its light out and give the Spirit wisdom and counsel and love and affirmation. So let's move on. Verse 7. Of the increase... Of his government. This spirit of the Lord. This God who sent it. 
His government will increase inside of the spirit. Little bit by little bit. It will take over territory that the darkness and ignorance has held. It will increase and increase inside the spirit. It will mature and develop, grow, grow. And when it is taken over, the whole spirit, all its thoughts and feelings, has built a relationship, not only as a child, but a mature son that can work with the father. When that is complete, then the son, the spirit man, can be released by the father to do the father's work. A lot of growth, the government inside of a spirit must increase first before it can increase on the earth and in the seen world. Before a spirit can speak to the winds, the trees and animals, before a spirit can speak to the spiritual animals of this kingdom of heaven. And then when that happens, the new Jerusalem, the city of peace, there shall be no end inside of a spiritual heart and mind. It will always be at peace. It will not be ruled by the flesh, the lust of the eyes, by demonic spirits. If it gets attacked or invaded, it does not fall back to its flesh. Count on it falls back to the word, to the spirit of the Lord God to help it. It doesn't get rattled when it's attacked. It's at peace. Peace will reign in the spirit. and The spirit will be dependent and it will be a faithful, law-abiding citizen to the spirit of the Lord inside of the spirit. And upon this throne, inside the spirit, it says, this throne of David, David was a flesh creature. Inside that throne of the flesh creature, and upon the kingdom he was to carry, which was Israel, which means prince, David was to be the forebearer couldn't be the spiritual one because he was still a flesh creature. But we were seeing symbols and bits and pieces of what the spirit was to be like through King David. And upon the kingdom that King David was to rule with first within himself and then in the spirit realm against his spiritual enemies. You learn a lot through David, but you must take it into the spirit to understand the unseen. And upon the kingdom to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from then forevermore. God was interested in spiritual judgment against who? Against the flesh, against the physical body. He already did that. That's why the flood came. But he's also against judgments against the demonics and Satan, and death itself, which he created, and hell and the grave. He was going to prove that love and his kingdom was more powerful. It could whip death. It could, when death came to the physical body and the soul, his life and his kingdom did not end. He could transcend death itself. He had a hold of the spirits even after that. So Satan couldn't win. He was showing Satan and his demons. You think you got it. You think you control what's going on. You may kill them. You may set things in motion. But guess what? My kingdom transcends death. So what we learn is, from 
that prophecies are coming. Going to help them down there. I don't do anything without speaking it. I prophesy and tell them. Because I'm a God that I'm going to let you know. But I won't tell you everything. And you may not have a clue what I mean. Because flesh creatures don't. And demonics, they used to know, but they didn't know everything. God wasn't stupid. He didn't give them all his knowledge. He had meetings with himself and the Word and the Holy Spirit before they were even created. He was finished with everything he was going to do before he started. He knew what was going to happen. He was way ahead of the game. He had the blueprints, the ideas, the war plans, the battle. He knew he was going to be revealing his majesty and his glory against these demons who thought they knew it all and thought that they could control. He knew different. So now in Isaiah 9, we're hearing some prophecy. Something's coming. It's powerful. It's wonderful. It's going to rebuild relationships. It's going to bring peace. Isn't that wonderful? Then we get into Isaiah 61. Excuse me. Let me go to Isaiah 22, 21. And we learn a little bit more before we get to Isaiah 61. Once again, Isaiah is hearing some things and seeing some things. And he prophesied. I will clothe him. Who? This child. This son I was sending with the government on his shoulders. I will clothe him with the robe with your robe of righteousness and strengthen him with your girdle, your belt that carries the sword of the Spirit. And I will commit your government into his hands. God is saying, I'm sending my son, my original image and likeness. He's going to be carrying the government with him going to clothe my son in a spiritual robe of righteousness and strength. I'm going to girdle him, strengthen him. I'm going to commit my government into his hands. And he shall be a spiritual father, this kingdom, this word, to the inhabitants of Jerusalem, of Jerusalem had broken down. Now he's playing this out in the natural. But we have to listen to the spiritual, what he's going to do. And to the house of Judah. Judah means praise. God wants the spirit to be a city of peace and full of praise. He wants the soul to be full of praise, not as it is. And it says in 22, And the key of the house of David is spirit. And will I lay upon him his shoulders? I will give him the keys to this spiritual Jerusalem, this house and throne of peace. So he will open it. And that door will never be shut. And if he shuts it, none can open it. So we learn a lot of something was coming. It's going to be powerful. It's going to be for the spirit. And then eventually for all of the earth. God, excuse me. God was restoring kingship, rulership, government. First to the spirit, to the deep inner chambers of the spirit, so it could become a city of peace, a new Jerusalem. And it could look like what heaven looked like. Then the soul would take its place as a servant to the spirit. 
and then the physical body would obey. So now we get to Isaiah 61. Now all that's been prophesied. And here's what Isaiah 61 verse 3 says. The spirit of the Lord God is upon me. Excuse me, I had to put my book down. Upon who? The word, the son. Pastor Deborah's spirit. My spirit has become a Christ. It's anointed with the spirit of the Lord. I am not the spirit of the Lord. I carry it. My spirit has been so immersed that we are one. The throne room, the government of the kingdom of heaven, rules my spirit by the governor, the wonderful counselor, the Holy Spirit. That had to be worked out inside the spirit. A lot of deliverance work was done. I never went through a session. I'll tell you the story how it was done. It's in this church, loved prayer. So we'd get prayer, and I had a tendency to fall out, laid on the floor. I could hear everything. I just couldn't physically move. And at that time, I didn't know what it was. And the Spirit of the Lord was doing something. It was probably already in me, but it broke free out of its holy of holies. The veil had been rent and torn. I'm laying there, and I can see in that realm. I saw myself laying in a crystal river was running over me. Then I saw a golden hand with a golden sponge scrubbing me. Then after a few minutes, a golden light showed up, started drying. Then I heard this voice. Now I have cleaned you and purified you. Now you are ready for the work I have called you to do. That was to my spirit. That was my deliverance. God had spared me through most of my life from many things. Did I have demonics? I don't know. Did he take them out or was I just dirty and defiled? Probably. But I got cleaned up. So then what happened is, little bit by little bit, my spirit studied and learned read the word, learned about prayer, intercession, deliverance, learned how to move in all the gifts except speaking. Oh, I can speak in tongues, but I can't interpret them. Don't know why, but I, and I don't control the gifts. It's whenever the Father needs a gift to be in action, working through my spirit to attend to something, to do ministry, to reach somebody. He decides what's needed. The Holy Spirit releases it to my spirit. If my spirit has submitted and is open to him doing that, then I didn't know how to do that, so I just said, help my spirit to always be ready 24-7. Help my spirit to know when you turn it on to minister to people spiritually. So that's how I left it. They were not my gifts. I did study them, read some books learned about them, learned the purposes of them. I'm moving all of them except that one of interpretation of tongues. And um, so I had to learn. I was getting the gifts. The kingdom of heaven was getting placed solidly in my spirit. It was taking over territory. It was taking over all the areas that God wanted to rule and reign in. So in Isaiah 61, we're reading more prophetic from Isaiah. He's talking about the spirit of the Lord is upon this word, has things it must do. Verse 3 says it's to appoint. Now what the word, we don't go fast, the word appoint means, I looked it up in the Hebrew because this is in the Hebrew section, means to put on, to infer to give a name to, to name something, to charge it, 
give it a command, commit something, to give something to, to heap up on, to impute to, to make, to ordain, to place on, to purpose, to understand the purpose, to be purposed, to do and to be, to reward. So I knew that somebody in leadership who had something, the Spirit of the Lord was upon the Word of God in Pastor Deborah. And it was to appoint something, give something to somebody. We learn in Isaiah 61, verse 3, we're going to give something unto them, that is the spiritual beings inside of dirt bodies called humanity, who mourn. God looked at them in their on this condition without the spirit of the Lord in them, without the kingdom of heaven inside their spirit, and he could see their mourning. The spirit knew something. They had lost something. They were crying, lamenting, bewailing. They were grieving and pained. They were sorrowful. They were in great pains of loss. They felt empty. They were feeling rejected and overtaken and abandoned. They felt naked and hungry and thirsty. They knew they lost something. I don't know what it was, some glory or light. They knew they were not a king. They had no power and authority. They were in a pitiful shape. And God could see the spirit. He knew this was what was going to happen. We see it a lot when people do some bad things. And they feel re- sorrowful. We feel we see it all the time. So God saw this spirit without the spirit of the Lord. in it, Trapped in prison cells of mourning. They had lost all of their kingship their rightful place, they were stuck in the mud, so to speak, down in quicksand of the flesh, covered with a veil like a burqa, a foreskin of the flesh that had grown waxed, gross, hard, would not let any truth in, and inside that was a spirit that was mourning. God wanted that spirit. He looked at it and said, in Zion, inside of that spirit, There was a place for me. There was a high place, a mountain. There was a throne room. There was a very holy, a holy Sunday. But it's empty now. The light is out. It's destroyed, pulled down. Other things sit in it. They've taken my place. They're sitting on my place in the high mountain, in Zion, in the spirit. In the very holy of holies. God could see this. And how I learned about this was candy. Talking to candy one time. And God told me there was some king and a queen sitting in his place in the throne. God lets me see through the discerning of spirits. Jezebel and Ahab sitting on two thrones. All that, but God said, that's my place. And they knew it. Satan knew that there was a throne room. There was a holy of holies. There was a secret place in the spirit, deep in there. And he knew God wanted to be in there. And he knew God's kingdom was supposed to be in there. But these flesh creatures... They were now in the image and likeness of Satan. But Satan, I'm going to teach on this on in the basic care called the ancient patterns. Satan knew what was supposed to be, so he said, hey, they're my kids. I got them fair and square. I lied to them, deceived them, bewitched them. They fell. I'm going to set up my throne, my holy of holies. They're going to be my royal priests, my kids. I'll have exactly what the Most High wanted, and I took it right away from him. Take that, God. So that's what happened. So Isaiah is coming along, and God is saying, 
Yeah, but I got a spirit of myself. And it's going to be anointed in that seed from that woman. And it's going to kick your head. It's going to crush this authority. You're going to do battle. Here he is, Old Testament. He's coming. What's he bringing? A government. What's it going to be? A wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting Father. He's going to have a key. He's going to give it some keys. It's going to open up these doors. He's going to shut them to you forever. I'm going to take back my high place, my holy of holies, my sacred mountain where I rule and reign from. But I'm going to have to do some work. Well, here I come along with candy. And what happened was, I had to get Jezebel and Ahab out. But Candy's spirit saw them as beautiful, righteous, royal, glorious king and queen. I knew that wasn't the real them. So I made them strip right in front of Candy. And what came out of those clothes and that disguise... Big T-Rexes. Now, that wasn't the real demonic spirits anyway. But that was the most fearsome creature and animal that these demons had seen because they had been here on planet Earth watching the dinosaurs, observing them before man came. This was how they used to threaten the little spirits, animals, wild beasts. They would take on the disguises because they didn't want the spirit to really see what they looked like. Well, these two now are T-Rexes. I commanded them to leave by the spirit of the Lord God, sitting in my kingship place. I knew that's what I was to do, to cast out devils. And God says, if you don't do that, as I do, then you're scattering the sheep. That's what he said. So I did that. One left. The other one, oh, Jezebel. We read about that. It had to be thrown off the cliff, but it wasn't going to leave. It was going to hold that territory for Satan. And you know, some big kings are like that. They ain't never leaving. We got one down in a South American country. He ain't leaving. They're going to hold. So I had to ask... Uh, Michael, one of the sheriffs, come down and he's a warning angel. Oh my gosh, you don't want to mess with Michael. Gabriel was more of the communications. Michael, ooh. Michael came with his some angels. They lassoed that T Rex and hauled that thing out of candy. Then I gave a command You shall never return to the land and the kingdom of candy. You are forever banished. And they took that thing wherever they're supposed to go. Then God himself, the word of God that was anointed, that we're reading about in Isaiah 60, could come in, set up his throne, set up his holy of holies, set up his high mountain, his guiding pillar. But before that, we had to do some cleansing. The fire of God, Michael, come through candy, spiritually. And cleanse the temple of the defilement in these things. We see it now with COVID-19. They are spraying down and killing that virus everywhere they can get it. These were viruses and cancers inside a candy spirit. And we had to have a cleansing, purified. So we needed some fire. So I prayed for that. Candy's out like a light. She's frightened. She's not there in the battle. Her spirit goes to sleep, but I do the warfare. I got the place clean, purified. Now God can come in and take his rightful place spiritually with his government as the king, with his word to lead and guide and protect Candy. Candy had allowed him to come back be her king spiritually. So that is how a story goes when you are doing to help people the Lord's way. So what happened was God wants to set up his throne room, his city 
of Jerusalem, his city of peace where he can be settled down. The spirit is at peace with his God and the world. The soul is at peace. The body is at peace. He wants his monument there. A big thing that says, this is my Zion, my city of peace. Ruling and reigning out with the bright light. All the demonics, all the other spirits can say that this spiritual heart and mind has been taken by the Spirit of the Lord and peace and love and joy. And the kingdom of heaven rules and reigns now. Not the fear of death or the fear of temper. They are returned and restored their father the wonderful counselor is now ruling the kingdom of heaven is back in the spirit now it can take more territory and kingdom little by little it will cleanse the spirit and set up let the banner of agape love and joy and peace fly and eventually the spirit comes completely whole mature and developed out to the soul it will go and the soul will go oh I lose yep the soul has to die that old nasty creature that the lust of the eyes has been controlling the physical body the lust of the body the pride it must die and be conquered by this new kingdom this new government must control the soul. The soul must submit that it ain't going to go easy. Most of the time it doesn't go. And if you come out of any kind of child abuse or trauma, you have split in the soul and even in the spirit. You got multiple people in there. What I learned through a lot of the multiple generational Satanists, they had a dark side part. They all were parts and programs and they served Satan well. When Satan wanted them in the meetings and doing Satan's business, that one came up. And they had a light side that could go to Walmart, go shopping, go to school, be a policeman, a doctor, a politician. That was the light side. That was in the soul and the spirit. This counselor, this spirit of the Lord, this government had a lot of work to do. But we're learning in Isaiah 61, verse 3, that this spirit of the Lord, this kingdom, this word was appointed to do these things. It's going to come into the spirit. And it's going to empty what was there. Clean his chambers, the holy of holies in their spiritual heart, and then he's going to do battle against the flesh. The spirit was going to rise up as king of the flesh and tell it what to do. No, you ain't going to do that. You're going to die. I don't listen to you anymore. You don't control my decisions. I can listen to what the world says, but I don't follow it. Then the kingdom starts having influence in the spirit realm of the kingdom of darkness. So when a, a demonic spirit is cast out, when something is physically and spiritually healed, when animals and trees and wind obey you from your spirit, that is the kingdom of God coming through the kingdom of heaven through the spirit. Spirit of the Lord through my spirit and out to both the spirit world and the seen world. The kingdom of God is demonstrating itself that it's here, it's back on earth. And it is at work. So, what we're learning in Isaiah 61, verse 3 this kingdom, this spirit of the Lord. Was appointed, was charged and ordained to do something powerful. It was going to, we'll learn in more of verse 3, it's going to do some things. 
and it was going to help humanity. And it was going to, he knew the condition of the spirit, not a pretty one. We say a lot of it when people die. We see the children grieving if they're physically hungry. Women are raped and children are sent into child pornography. We see the problems with the soul, which reflect the spirit. So I just wanted to bring this part of verse 3. In another one, we'll get to the next little section. It's getting a little bit more dark. Going to get some wind and rain. So I want to get away from the door in case a tornado comes. So I wanted to bring this to you. So we, as we're working through our tele-ministry teachings, yes, uh, I'm getting a question. Okay, what's your question? Can I help you? Sure. What do you want? Her question is, they want to receive this counselor. They want to have this spirit of the Lord in their spirit so he can begin bringing peace in their spirit. It's no problem. If you would like that your spirit become a city of peace and have the kingdom of heaven with its king and its love, joy, and peace ruling and reigning in your spirit and to come back and light your little candles in the holy of holies to live in the secret place and to be the mighty counselor and king back on your throne of your spirit. And to have that relationship back to the eternal father. All you have to do is say, yes, I want that. He hears you. You don't have to say it out loud. You don't have to tell me. Let me pray. Father, you sent your word long ago. Don't let it come back to you now, void, fruitless. Hear these little whimpers and cries. See their heart. Place your spirit back on its throne. Reconnect to them as a father. Begin clearing the anger and the fear out. Let the holies of holies have your majesty back in it. Light their little candle. Father, what you created the word to do, your kingdom, you sent it here. You left it here. It is a free gift. A young man named Jesus brought it for us. Now, Father, extend this gift to them. Take your rightful place in their spiritual heart. Let them see your mighty love, joy, and peace that is your kingdom. Let them find you as their father and mother. Bring them into this new land called the kingdom of God. Father, set up your kingdom in their hearts. Let it begin taking territory in their spirit so that you are pleased at sending your word. Let the spirit of the Lord that's upon these words do what you require it to do, what you sent it to do. Everyone who is listening even now in the spirit that hears this in their dreams, that you will see their little, yes, I want that. Then make it so. Fulfill your own words and let Satan lose more territory, more hearts. Let him see that your spirit of the Lord, your kingdom is still at work, still advancing, taking new lands and people, not through violence and threats, but through love, through an anointed word, through my words, through your book. Father, let it be done as it is done in heaven. Amen. Welcome. You will feel a difference.
kingdom is a wonderful place to be. It's not church. It's not a religion. It's not what you think it is. It's not going to meetings. You can go to meetings. You can be in a church. Read the word. You love yourself. Forgive yourself. Let God love you. Love your neighbor. Let your spirit be a land of peace within you. Love always and forever. Pastor Dave, I'll see you again. I'm going to shut down because the weather's a little, a little nasty here. And I'll do some studying and get prepared to do another one. We're working, remember, through Isaiah 61. This was just the first little part of verse 3. Want to work all the way through it. I like to go slow. Use scripture reference. Be real fast. Well, I hope you've enjoyed it. And I hope you come back again. Watch another one. Love Pastor Deborah and the Spirit of the Lord. And the kingdom of heaven is here. Now, on earth, desiring. New people. Love always and forever.